Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. 25 after 6 is your time here on Radio Pulpit. My family, thank you so much for having joined us. We are alive on the WhatsApp line 0826572729. And in case you're also on Telegram, that's the same number 0826572729. Right, so we're going to be getting into our conversation with regards to the church. Let's start off with a couple of definitions, my family. And all of this just to set the platform for us to be able to pray in unison in agreement um, just before we cross over to seven o'clock uh, into church here on Radio Pool. Right. So we've heard um, many times where when we pray, we mention uh, the word realm, um, domain or territory. Now, the first time that I hear um, of all three uh, or rather where there's reference of all three is in the book of Genesis, chapter one, um, the story of creation. So I do encourage um, us, my family, to read it in our own time, but just to make a very specific reference to Genesis chapter 1, we learn that the earth was formless, it was void. Um, I want to read it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord was hovering over the face of the waters. Now, according to the English dictionary, a realm um, is actually a domain. It is a kingdom. So some of the similarities there, it's a domain, it's a sphere, it's an area, it's a department, it's an arena, um, it's an empire, it's a monarchy, it's a sovereign state, it's a kingdom. So when we, when we refer to realm and domain, we are referring to a geographical allocation um, um, in whatever context that we are mentioning in. So we're talking about the spiritual realm. We are talking about the spiritual allocation. Um, if we are talking about, uh, the, the, the natural realm, we are talking about a natural geographic allocation. It's very important. Domain, um, is also very similar, uh, to, to realm. It is an area of jurisdiction, an area that has been allocated its specific space. And then there's territory, which we understand from scripture that it is an apportionment of land, an apportionment of space. It is an apportionment, uh, of land. All of this we learn uh, from the book of Genesis. Go through it, my family, chapter 1 specifically, and I think it goes on to chapter 2 and 3 where we get a a, a clear picture of what the territory um, of the earth and of the Garden of Eden looked like in the beginning. Now, there's also the term dominion. Dominion we also see in the book of Genesis chapter 1. And you you may wonder, my family, ooh, where are we going with this? So here's the thing for me, very important. When we speak the word and we and we declare the word in prayer into territories into dominions when we establish the word you know it's very important that we also understand my family that we don't have dominion over each other um only god has dominion over people and so whilst we have full authority to exercise our kingdom rights and kingdom jurisdiction over territories and over uh, dominions and over realms, we do not have any rights over each other. Um, when we have problems with each other, as the church, we go to the author of the church, the head of the church, Jesus Christ, the firstborn of all who believe and we report the church, you see. So it's, it's very important. But when we deal with the church 
as a territory, as a dom, as an administrative embodiment of the church, which is the spiritual aspect of governance here on the earth, the spiritual aspect of the church, then it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a different matter. So it's very important. So dominion um, is rulership, basically. So you and I don't have dominion over each other, uh, but we... Uh, we are called to dominate the earth. We are called to have dominion over the earth and over realms of the earth and over specific spheres and territories of the earth as we learn in Genesis chapter 1. Very important. Authority. What is authority? Authority, I mean, we learn about authority throughout Scripture, but also if we really want to understand authority, um, for me, um, it may be different for somebody else. Uh, for me, it's the book of Revelations where you you understand the, the, the beautiful amalgamation of authority and submission. You know, where the others submit and the other one has authority, but they're actually one thing and it's a beautiful symphony of, 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 of worship, of holiness, of righteousness. The book of Revelations for me. But authority is the execution of the power of Jesus Christ. Literally, it's the execution of power. So when you have authority over somebody or over a, a, a place, you know, you have the rights to exercise that power. And so when we pray, my family, when we pray, we have been given authority. We will learn now when we look into the mandate of the church that the first thing that Christ says in the book of Matthew chapter 28, he says, all power and authority has been given to me and I give the same to you. Go and make disciples. You see, so we had that. And then he goes and he seals it to say, and I will be with you until the ends of the earth. Meaning that this Holy Spirit that I leave with you, that I've commanded for you to wait for before you embark on your journey of ministry, this Holy Spirit is, is assigned to empower you, is assigned to give you grace, is assigned to give you the ability to exercise the authority. So do we exercise our authority in prayer? Absolutely, completely, yes. Do we exercise our authority over people? Absolutely not. Unless you have been sealed and declared a leader over a certain group of people. Are we hearing my family? So th what I'm trying to avoid here. Or rather, what I'm trying for us to understand, my family, is that there's very little control we have over each other's actions. But if each of us understand that I am the church, you are the church, she is the church, there's a certain respect and love, you know, that I pray will come out of that understanding. So that even if there is disputes, even if there's misunderstandings, even if there is uh, uh the differences, you know, that we, we, we understand that our powers are limited to the one who has given us the power. I was reading the other day. Oh, and I was so, I was so convicted. Uh, second Timothy. Yeah. Second Timothy. When, um, uh, Paul speaks to Timothy, you know, about usefulness in the hands of God. Yo! And then second Timothy chapter two, verse three or three, two. Um, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Please look it up for me. Actually, let me not say I'll look it up, but, um, it's where he says, actually, uh, Timothy, you know, you've, you've got to be a trustworthy soldier ne? because a soldier does not. Uh, uh, let's read it. My family. Uh -uh. It's going to help us better if we actually just get into it. Uh, there we go. 
Okay, so it's Second Timothy, and I've even got it highlighted here. So Second Timothy chapter uh, two. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Jesus Christ. So everything about the church, everything about us is in Jesus Christ. And the things that you have heard from me, amongst many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Verse 3. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare ha, entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, here's the part that just got me laying flat, my family. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. So it's very important at this point as we pray, as we continue to seek the Lord for wisdom, for guidance, for empowerment, enablement as the church, as the kingdom to understand that there's certain rules that, 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 um, that uh, legislate how we, we relate to one another, how we relate to things, how we relate to the mandate, how we relate to realms and, and, and dominions. There are certain orders that are put in place. For example, Ecclesiastes chapter 5. When we go into the presence of the Lord, we are told, let's not be hasty. You know, and let's not just go willy-nilly. There's an order. We praise the Lord. We acknowledge Him as God. So, my family, it's very important that we understand these definitions um, and uh, the issue of exercising the authority of Jesus Christ is absolutely and critically important that we understand that um, authority is given and authority is received and authority has very specific orders. Altar. An altar is a monument of remembrance um, and we learn about altars all through scripture, my family. So it's a monument that is set up to give glory to God. There is never a time when we are commanded to raise altars outside of the mandate of the church, outside of the mandate of God for our lives, outside of any assignment that is given to us by the Lord. You know, I can't be raising an altar of money. You know, there's certain things, my family, that, you know, we sometimes do and we end up accepting as the right thing to do. I don't know, you know. Um, there's national altars that we see being uh, raised. There is um, altars of worship, of remembrance of the Lord that is being raised. But uh, there's certain limits to all of that. And so it is my prayer that as we carry on and we pray, especially as the church and for the church, that we understand our limitations and that we don't do things that are going to end up becoming a law and a and an order when in actual fact it is wrong. I also want to deal with the issue of the fivefold. So the fivefold is a group of ministerial officers that have been established. Um, and when Paul explains the issue of the fivefold, he, he tells us that the church, you know, um, these uh, officers are supporting pillars for the church and of the church. The church is built on the foundation of the apostle and the prophet. And uh, within the church, you then have ministerial gifts, which is the evangelist, the teacher, and the pastor. Uh, and so these are officers. They are, they are the establishment of the church. In the church, you have got to have, if not an office, then a manifestation, some kind of gifting in the church that speaks to these five officers. Very important. So I want to come also to... Um, 
all these other titles uh, that we sometimes, you know, uh, endow in the church. I, I don't know how right or wrong they are. Let's work according to scripture. We understand that the ministerial officers that have been established in the word through scripture for the church are the five officers, which is the fivefold found in Ephesians chapter four. And so my family, um, all of this is just to show us, you know, how easy it is for us to not even recognize how different our language is in the church. And that sometimes when we come together to pray, you know, we think we are in agreement when actual fact we are not even in agreement because we don't even agree on very basic things that are actually uh, fully explained in scripture and very clearly um, explained in scripture. It is my prayer that the Lord would just restore and renew and clean up the language of the church, you know, and that let our language be scriptural. Let our language be godly. Let our language be be focused on righteousness and justice. And let our language be focused on exalting the one who has enlisted all of us in the army as his soldiers. And that is Jesus Christ for the glory of God, our Father who is in heaven. We'll come back uh, and we'll look at Genesis. Uh, no, not Genesis. Exodus chapter 17. Uh, just to look at the basic mandate of the church, the tooling of the church and some of the operations um, of the church when the church is in its right uh, position. It's Radio Pulpit, my family. At Radio Pulpit, we love the interaction we have with our listeners on all the social media platforms. It is also our way of giving everyone a voice that can be heard all over the world. Unfortunately, we have been experiencing huge difficulties with WhatsApp for a while now, and we are now forced to find a viable alternative. That alternative is called Telegram. Telegram is an app that works exactly the same as WhatsApp, and it uses the same telephone number as well. All you need to do to be able to chat with your favorite presenter is to download the Telegram app onto your phone and send your message or voice note the same way you always did. We will then be able to receive and answer your message faster and the privacy on this app is much better too. So, whether you have an iPhone or an Android, the app pick is a white paper plane in a blue circle. Please download the Telegram app right away and make life easier for everyone. You and 657 AM and life, a winning team on the road to eternity. Matthew chapter 28, uh, if you're just joining us this morning, we are going to read from the from uh, uh, verse 16, no, from verse 16, yes, um, looking at the Great Commission uh, as we continue to talk about the church here on Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, my family, we are on 082-657-2729. Please do send your voice notes. I really would like to hear what you think uh, and some of your prayers that the Lord has raised in your heart uh, for the church and everything else that we have been praying for in the month of January. Uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in the heaven and on the earth, the realms. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, authority, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, mandate and lo i am with you always even to the end of age amen 
That is how my Bible reads the New King James Version uh, this morning. My family, we're looking at the mandate of the church. So who is the church? I think we have established. I had a whole thing planned on Peter. If you're very interested in the topic of the church, please do read up on Peter. Very interesting character to study um, in the uh, uh, Gospels, the New Testament. Uh, you'll learn a lot about the church through the life, the calling, the ministry, uh, the work, um, and even the words of Peter. So, uh, yeah, so who is the church? We are the church. Um, buildings are the embodiment of the church. And we need, I know, uh, apologies in advance to my wonderful pastors. I love you with all my heart. But buildings are the embodiment of the actual church. And we understand this. And and we have to be very clear because I think teaching is critical at this time. So it's very important um, for members of our congregations, uh, my family, to know that they are the church. So by the time we ask, you know, uh, for a building fund, why would someone not buy themselves clothes? Let's just, you know, why would someone not want to look decent and look nice? So when we understand that we are the church, I think it really does make everything easier. But sometimes we make the mistake of wanting to exalt the administration and the infrastructure um, the built and the built infrastructure of the church, and we exalt it above everything else before we establish the principle that umamu banbani no tatu banbani no sister banbani no brother banbani even the child in Sunday school needs to be taught, baby girl, my little guy, you are the church. Wherever you go, you must know you are the church because Christ lives within you. Very important. Very important principle, my family, as we um, make our way uh, towards a place of prayer, praying for the church. So who is the church? We are the church. Um, What are those structures? Those structures are the embodiment, physical, uh, infrastructural embodiment um, of the actual church who is us. So we are embodied in those structures. Do we have a responsibility towards those structures? Absolutely. You know, there's something that um, uh, one of my colleagues here on Radio Pulpit, uh, Lisa, used to do. They used to uh, fellowship on a Sunday here um, at Radio Pulpit. And every single morning when they arrive here, they would start cleaning around the area. They would pick up papers, sweep, clean around. And I looked, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. We have every responsibility towards the structures which embody us um, as uh, members of the body of Christ, which is the church. Very important. Now, what is the mandate? We've just read it. Matthew chapter 28. We are called to make disciples of all nations. What is the tooling that has been made available to the church? My family, it's Matthew chapter 22. I just want to go there and read it. Um, It is the great commandment. Uh, That's what it is called. Where are we? Where are we? Yep. Matthew chapter 22, verse 34. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment of the law? In the law, rather, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and this is the second. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Very critical. 
very important piece of information uh, when we come to the understanding that we may understand the mandate, we may have strength for the mandate, but until we are perfected in our love for the Lord and our love for one another, nothing we do counts for eternal justice. Nothing we do will We'll make it on the other side of the fire. You see, the Bible tells us that all our good works, the best works that we've done, will, are still going to make, go through the fire of testing at the end of time. And so what we want, my family, in everything, um, I learned from Pastor Shagan, uh, the CEO of the Institute for Christian Leadership Development. I learned something. You know, Pastor Shagan used to stop us in our tracks, you know, and say, guys, ho, 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 hold on. Um, we would be busy doing, you know, doing all these wonderful things. And he's like, have you checked your love thermometer? Because you can do something. Yes, it looks so wonderful. Wonderful by the standards of men. But when it comes to the checkbook of heaven, you find that it falls short because in everything that you were doing, you were quarreling, you are not talking to one another, you are not fellowshipping together, you are not moving in symphony, you are not praying together, you are not praying for one another, you are not enduring one another, you are not carrying each other's burdens. And then heaven says, I am Kanjal. If the church cannot master the principle of love, we've done absolutely nothing. And it is my prayer this morning, my family, that above all things else, we would understand, embrace, and seek after the principle of love above everything else. Here's Catherine Scott with your good when we come back. Um, I think I'll just summarize Exodus chapter 17 and go straight into uh, prayer, my family. Good morning and welcome to you if you've just joined us. Uh, it's Let's Praise and we're praying for the church. We love the church. We commit the church to its master uh, this morning and uh, we're really looking forward to doing better uh, on the other side of whatever it is that we are going through uh, as the world right now. It's difficult to face the overwhelming pressures of life alone. Sometimes we just need someone to talk to, someone to listen to us. And what better way to do that than through a quick and easy WhatsApp text? Whether you're having a hard time coping with school, family issues, being bullied, depression or anxiety, Speak to someone who cares today. Send a WhatsApp message to 064-530-6805 or 074-995-9085. Our I Am Youth Counseling Team, Charles Dudoy and Danny Vambili, are ready to connect with you today. Become active, active in faith. 657 AM 657 AM 52 after 6 is your time here on Radio Pulpit 657 AM how time flies hey especially on a Sunday morning hint hint uh, Marina if you're listening this morning my name is Ayanda my family let's praise him as the name of the program I'd like us just to uh, set out ourselves uh, aside for prayer uh, looking at Exodus chapter 17 we've learned many things this morning I've learned many things this morning um, but also just final thoughts around the church when it actually operates right when it is correctly positioned. We, we see Moses as a leader uh, of the nation of Israel on the other side of the Red Sea um, and they now are starting to manifest needs, you know, spatial issues. They're manifesting needs. They're manifesting all sorts of um, 
positioning and uh, teething issues in the desert. One of one of those is thirst, a need for actual water. And so they ask Moses for water and Moses goes to God and inquires and then the Lord gives Moses an, an unconventional response and answer, uh, which is the wisdom of God. Um, and we also see uh, how when the Ammonites came to incite uh, the people of Israel into war, uh, Moses was able to devise a strategy for war. Um, and we see how that strategy is rolled out and how victory is gained. Now, here's three matters that I think are very important for us to consider as we go into prayer, my family. Number one, the church fulfills the thirst of the people, the needs of the people. The church has to be positioned as a leader, a legislator, as well as a response unit for the nation. When the nation is in need, the church needs to be in a position to respond to the needs of the people critical if your church and your community is not yet in this position let's work my we are the church so let's work in getting unity so that the church is able to to respond to the needs of the people number two the church inquires of the lord on behalf of the nation there is nothing worse than than a nation that does not have the support and the backup of the church in being able to ask the lord lord when this happens how do we this when there's corruption how do we deal with this you know that the, the the solutions that you and i my family will come up with you know according to our our understanding and our in, intellect are nothing compared to the wisdom that comes from the lord we see how the lord uh, instructs moses to go and strike the rock and water comes out. And this is critical because when we don't inquire of the Lord, every time there is an issue, when the church does not inquire, we end up using yesterday's solutions for tomorrow's problems. Because we've seen here, the one time, you know, the Lord says strike and the other time he says speak. Very important that the church is able to inquire on behalf of the nation to the Lord. And finally, the church must be involved um, in devising uh, warfare strategies uh, spiritually and naturally. The church has got to be a, a legislature. There's no two ways about it. Not a legislature, I beg your pardon. We need to be able to legislate at the city gates, at the gates, at, at territorial gates um, as the church. And that is just prayer. Exactly what Esther was able to do on behalf of the Jews, the church needs to be able to do that. We see in this particular chapter that at a time when the Ammonites came to incite war with the Israelites, um, Moses devises a strategy. And one of the things that happened is that his hands had to be up all the time and he had people holding his hands. I mean, I'm drawing a lesson from this for the church that our hands have to be up and we always have to have people holding the hands of the elders of the church on behalf of the nation in order to ensure the smooth running of all nations because that, my family, is how we are able to execute our mandate as the church to make disciples of all nations. So, Lord, we want to thank you this morning that indeed you have taught us. Lord, we can never learn enough from you. And we thank you that you're giving us the capacity to absorb knowledge, the capacity to execute knowledge in obedience to your instruction. Father, we pray for the church in our generation. Won't you give us the grace, O oh God, to be to the nation exactly what is required in our time. Help us, cleanse us, restore us, and keep us, Lord, focused our eyes 
on you now and every other generation, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. My family, that's where we're going to leave it today. We love you very much. We really love you very much. And we continue to pray for you. Send your voice notes on 082-657-2729. Next week, we are praying for the nations for the first hour, second hour. In fact, throughout the program, we are just going to be rejoicing and praising the Lord. Thank you so much for staying in the place of prayer throughout the month of January. We'll catch up with you next week. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity. It's here. Radio Pulpit's new website is live. You can tune in at radiopulpit.co.za and enjoy crystal clear sound with just a click of a button or listen to our podcasts. Discover biblical truths in our daily devotionals and let our stories of hope inspire you. You can download our app on this new look, easy to use platform. Find your favorite program, get to know our presenters and so much more at radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. We are here 24 hours a day with the message of hope, faith and love on 657 AM.